Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. So, after a few technical issues with the start, welcome back to Richard's podcast, everybody. We seem to can't. Never seem to be able to nail the first intro of the podcast, but either way, hopefully we've got an action-packed, that's all the hiccups out of the way, and we've got an action-packed episode for you today. I'm Rick Shields, we've got producer guy here as well, um, remotely doing this, as we had the pleasure of actually doing it face-to-face again last week with Tall Paul, which if I'm honest was one of my favourite podcasts yet, I don't know, I might be a bit biased, but I really like to listen to Paul. When you say podcast yet, did you mean out of our ones or just in general podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> out of, probably out of our ones. I think there's been better podcasts in the world than ours. But just listening to Tor Paul last week was just amazing. I, I, I could honestly sit and ask him. He's one of the nicest guys in the world. I could sit and ask him a million questions and hopefully we got lots of them answered. Um, but overall, by the fact he's massively tall, he's also just an awesome stand-up guy. Really, really, really nice guy. I couldn't agree more. Tall Paul is is one of those kind of guys that every time I see him, I think you're a sound lad. Do you know what I mean? I never, yeah. I never like get you. I always because we don't see him very often. I always forget how sound he is, and then when we meet him again, I'm like, yeah, I really do like Tall Paul. <laughs> I don't know if there's a nickname he's come up. Did we come up with Tall Paul? I'm we, guessing we didn't. Well, I'm probably not the first ever people to call him Paul Tall Paul, uh, but. <laughs> He didn't introduce us to say, hi, I'm Tall Paul. I think he said, hi, I'm Paul. And then we said, it's Tall Paul. I think that was how it went. I can't remember. Either way, hopefully you guys enjoyed the video. It was a really good video we filmed as well with him. Uh, We've also had some new videos go out this week. We had the Tiger Bridgestone golf ball, which was unbelievable golf ball. Uh, The video has actually actually smashed it as well. I think as we record this podcast right now, it's had over 400,000 views. Um, I think there's something quite interesting about, one, the golf ball that Tiger uses, two, the fact it's Bridgestone. And also, I want to talk to you a little bit about this guy. I, somebody um, put a, a YouTube link on the Facebook, on the YouTube video, mm-hmm. saying Ty, Tiger's used Bridgestone golf balls since 2000. What's your thoughts about that? There's all these rumors, isn't there, that Tiger's Nike golf ball was always a Bridgestone, his Nike irons were always Vega or whatever, or Mura, sorry, Mura, with a Nike logo stamped on. Obviously, when I used to work at Nike, that we used to get asked all the time, and we always got told by the engineers that were from America, from the USA, uh, from the oven, which is where Nike did all the R&D and the building of golf clubs and stuff, that that was just absolute nonsense. I think it rings a bell there was some connection, whether it was... Um, an employee of Bridgestone went to Nike or something. There was, I think, there was something remotely slightly linked, but that Nike always kind of openly said that it was their golf ball and it was nothing to do with Bridgestone. Um, so what's mad? I, I would believe that, and I thought it was just complete, you know, rumors, etc. But there's actually a video on Bridgestone's YouTube channel, which is Tiger using and testing the Bridgestone ball, blah blah blah, and there's you know loads of marketing hype, and the Bridgestone. Uh, marketing manager in this video says when tiger became available to sign for golf ball we knew we were in the strongest position anybody else because of two reasons number one we make the best golf ball blah blah number two we've had a long lasting relationship with tiger so that was that was the first you know little sentence and you can take that as an you know as as you want then tiger himself came on a couple of seconds later and said, I knew I'd be probably moving to Bridgestone because I've used their golf ball since 2000. He said that out of his own mouth. So it is interesting. And you actually look at the dimple pattern of the Bridgestone ball compared to the Nike ball all those years ago, and there are some similarities. 
Um, but it is interesting to actually hear it from his, his own it, mouth. It, it would depend as well on if Nike used a technology that Bridgestone had patented and Nike were paying Bridgestone to use that technology, whether now they can almost swing it in a way of he's always used our golf ball. I don't know. True. Very true. Yeah, it might have been a Nike ball, but in conjunction with Bridgestone, but it was a, a silent partnership, it could have been. Well, it's like, I'm sure as well, iPhone screens are made by Samsung. Well, it's like even, you know, you look at a car, like a BMW car, and I've watched car reviews in the past, it'll have like Volkswagen indicators. Yeah. You know, things like that happen all the time. I don't, obviously, the sister companies of other brands, but either way, I thought it was quite interesting. But yeah, the ball's good. I've been asked a lot about whether it's going to go in the bag. Um, I was going to ask you that. Well. This is this is the forum to discuss, Rick, because the listeners want to know: Are you going to be a Bridgestone player now? Are you going to stick with Pro V One? Is TP Five going to come back in the bag? Where are we at? So, going back as long as I've remembered, I've used Pro V Ones. That's been my number one ball to go to since two thousand when it first came out. It was always seen as this super desirable, desirable golf ball, as many people know, and I hadn't. I've had no issues with it. My head was turned. For a couple of years, when I uh, I had a, a flirty relationship with a tailor-made TP5. Uh, really liked the TP5. The first time again, tailor-made made a good golf ball. And I've got some... I've got some history with the TP5. Because as you know, and a lot of listeners will know, and viewers of the channel, I've had my only hole-in-one with a TP5 golf ball. So that, that's got to stand up for something. And, uh, you know, not the fact that the golf shot was a fantastic golf shot... But I was using the TP5, so there's some history there. <clears throat> back end of last year or this year, I can't remember when it was, I moved back to Pro V1 just because I like the reliability of it. I feel like it's a you know an all-around the best golf ball. You know what it is, though, with Pro V1? I, th- I saw a really good comment on the video, and it was something along the word that long... What was it? I can't remember it word for word. But it was basically saying that there's always other golf balls, but it's... How does it work? Basically saying that there's other golf balls come out on the market, and like you said, catch your eye, and you might buy a dozen, you might buy a sleeve, and you're always comparing it to a Pro V1, aren't you? And it's always yeah. like, how does it compare to a Pro V1? And you always end up going back. I know. So that's what I did. I ended up going back just because I felt like, you know, it's just reliable. You know it's a good golf ball. So either way, Bridgestone, I... I've, uh, I've never been that bothered about Bridgestone. Certainly, I think in the UK, it's different to where it is in the US. It's You never see Bridgestone golf ball, do you, Guy, here in the UK? Very, very rarely. But it feels like that, it's built up a cult following in the States. Yeah, it fe- yeah, you're right. It feels like it's... Obviously, Bridgestone are known for making tires, rubber tires. So their tagline is they're specialist in rubber materials, which is obviously what goes into the golf ball. be interesting to know why they kind of shifted into golf. I don't really know the backstory. Um, but I used the Tiger Golf Ball last year. I really liked it. This one, again, has come out, and, you know, everyone likes Tiger. Everyone likes to know what equipment he uses. So would I have potentially done a video on just a Bridgestone Tour BS or Tour XS, whatever the hell? The, that's the terrible names. Uh, right, way, I'm they? on the website now because I knew it was going to come up. This is how bad the name is. They've got a Bridgestone Tour BX. A Bridgestone Tour BXS, Bridgestone Tour BRX, Bridgestone Tour BRXS, and there's a t- Bridgestone Tour BXS TW edition. It's terrible. Who came up with those, Nate? I mean, they're just the worst. Like, if they came up with just, like, Bridgestone Distance, Bridgestone Pro, Bridgestone Feel, Brid- mm-hmm. whatever it may be, they'd sell a million more a, a year. Because... It's just so complicated. Like, it's just not a clean brand. Like, I'm trying to think of other brands that have had this issue in the past. Um, Nike and TaylorMade have always swapped their names. Big time. And it's never been clean cut. It's always been quite complex. Um, TaylorMade have now obviously streamlined it. Like, Titleist have always done really well with that. They've just streamlined the naming of the golf ball. Um, the best yeah. one so is Strixon. Na- Shrix and Shrixen Distance, good. Soft Feel, Triple Three, Z Star. There's a few others knocking probably, out. That's probably your core. Triple Three is probably the one that it, it managed to get through and become a, a well known brand. But that's probably, if that was just called the Shrix and All Round Ball, <laughs> I don't know if they could have All Round. <laughs> As if like some others aren't round. <laughs> that's what it should be called for the average golfer. Um, yeah, so anyway, long story short, I tested it. 
I really, really liked it. For me, I think it's... It, 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 well, you were there on the shoot. It just seemed to fly with Driver. That's where I noticed it. You obviously got the new Driver in play, the Cobra SC um, or SZ, whatever, Extreme. So a bit of a bigger head. From when I'm seeing you hit that Driver, I don't think you're hitting it as far. Probably between 5 and 10 yards less far. But I definitely, I definitely think you flight it up low spin and it is going a lot straighter. And with the combination of that ball, it just felt like, you know, when you see a ball flight that just looks like, the sounds stupid, the ball's moving forward. Obviously, it's always moving forward, but it looks like it's just going. That's the flight that you got with that ball. Yeah, it was good. It was a nice, it was a really nice combination. And then what I liked off the tee and I liked it around the green. For me, it's so much about feel around the green for what it's like with wedge shots, how much it checks up and spins, what it feels like with the putter. Absolutely, you know, crucial for me. Some golf balls just literally fail that test. Like I've never massively been a fan of the Callaway golf balls. Um, the chrome soft just because i don't like it when i'm putting and chipping it just doesn't feel like a ball that i could you know uh, feel comfortable with um where tp5 pro v1 now this bridgestone i do like and i'd have to put this ball the bridgestone at the top of the pile for for feel around the greens it's it is do you want to know the test though rick this is for everyone listening as well. This is the true test of when you know really what golf ball you want to be playing with. Obviously, you feel like at the minute you're a bit stuck between Pro V or Bridgestone, right? Let's just imagine your mum's friend goes up to your mum and says, oh, Rich, Richard plays golf, doesn't he? And your mum's like, oh, yeah, he's, he's, he plays golf. Oh, I've got, I found some golf balls in, in the attic. They were bills or whatever. He doesn't play anymore. Do you want them? And Rick can have them. Yeah, okay. I think there's a couple of boxes. Next thing, your mum comes with a Tesco carrier bag with four dozen, four dozen golf balls in there. Would you rather than be four dozen Pro V1s or four dozen Bridgestone? Four dozen Pro V1s every day. There we go. That's your answer. <laughs> every day. <laughs> so I'm sticking with Pro V1. Well, no, the reason I use that analogy is because I remember when I had a little, I had a little affair with Z Stars many moons ago. I, I did the TP5 thing as well. And it's nice, but when you spend that £40 of your own cash towards them, it's harder. Do you know what I mean? You, you want to be buying Pro V1. You, you, and I think the same again. If someone's giving you three dozen balls, you, you deep down you want them to be pro v one. Or, or another one: if you ever find a ball in the trees, what would you rather it be? A spanking pro v or a spanking Bridgestone? True. Here's another one as well. <laughs> if you went to a golf day, if you went oh, to a company yeah. golf day, yeah, and you know you turned up and you got a nice little goodie bag and it was filled with a pitchfork and this that, and the other, and it had six pro v ones in the bag, personalised up. Have you made up? Like you'd be telling that to you, mate. Oh, how was your golf day? Oh, mate, it was class. Like we had, we got a goodie bag, had a pitchfork, had six brand new Pro V ones in. Yeah. Like that's just it's a seal of of quality. That was like Where, the YouTube golf day. People came, they got Pro V ones at the YouTube golf day, didn't they? Rick? You provided the best. Correct. Correct. And this is, by the way, this is no get... way in shape or form a Pro V one ad, obviously, or, or a Bridgestone ad. As much as I get accused for being advert, I... or a Strixon so... ad, or any or tailor made. Certainly, Callaway not had because I don't like the golf. <laughs> um, just to make some things clear, it's, it's, so typically we have a relationship with brands, don't we, guy? Where yes. it's, it's uh, you deal with a lot of the people from the brands. It's amicable for most parts. Um, you know, they will email us with product and say we've got a new product out, and we will respond and say that's great. Please send it, but don't expect a review. Yes. And that, you're right, but that almost, well, that relationship, it feels like it's very much only three months of the year from, let's say, November to January. Then the new clubs come out and we don't hear from them again until the end of the year. And we buy a lot of product now as well, or you buy a lot of product. Well, I bought, I was, I was going to come on to that point. So Bridgestone actually emailed me a few, quite a few months ago saying that this new Tiger golf ball was coming out. I said, great, can I get samples? And he went, no, we've not got any samples in the UK. So I was like, okay. I just left it. I said, I'll, I'll just order some when, when they come, i.e. order from a golf shop. And he said, oh, no, wait, we can get you some samples. It's like, oh, don't worry. Listen, for, for the box of price of a box of balls. So when they came out, I think I, I either bought them from American Golf or, and no, this is not an advert for the, them either, <laughs> American Golf or, um, oh, God, where else did I buy it? It's not from? Clubhouse Golf or Amazon. Clubhouse Golf, Clubhouse Golf. It was Clubhouse Golf. And, um, I bought them, thirty-eight ninety-nine a dozen. I bought two dozen, one to test and one to give away, which the winner's been announced now. So it cost me like £80 to buy the balls. Bridgestone have, have never been in contact 
actually via email. They put a tweet out offering our followers new golf balls, which I wasn't really um, the biggest fan of that approach because then it looks like it's been a sponsored video or something. But either way, the ball's pretty good. I can see why Tiger plays it. He mentions on the back of the box it's the best ball he's ever played. We've mentioned it once or twice before. Is it because he thinks that or is it because he gets paid a squillion dollars to, to use it? Possibly the latter. Well, but, you, you know what's clever with Tiger, right? Let me just... I know that the vast majority of golfers, and most people know this, the vast majority of golfers play with said golf brand because ultimately a lot of brands are similar and they get paid the most off that brand, hence why they go with that brand. So let's be honest, before Rory signed with TaylorMade, when he left, when Nike stopped making clubs, he went to all Callaway, didn't he? He was using all the Callaway irons and everything. Then TaylorMade come in, offering the most, he goes to them. But at the same, kind of the same token, Tiger Woods is that minted, that rich, that much of a huge name, he wouldn't sacrifice anything, I wouldn't imagine performance-wise. Surely there comes a point where, yes, Bridgestone have offered him the most, but equally he wouldn't go with that product unless he actually thought it was ridiculous. Do you get what I mean? I get that. I think there's a couple of... I think it's who they have their relationships as well True. with. You know, if they get on with the club fitter, if they get on with the ball fitter, if they get on with the management team, the, the marketing teams, if, if TaylorMade say... You know, we really want to sign you. We're going to make you your own irons, however you want them. You can have every input into your irons and we will build them. We've got the best resources to build a set of irons perfect for you. We're also only going to ask for one day a year of your time. I know your time's precious. We're going to ask for one day of advertisement where you come to the kingdom and do a lot of challenges against Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy, etc., etc., and bar that, we'll leave you alone, we'll give you everything you want, we'll kit out your family, your kids. I mean, obviously that's not a big deal for him, I'm sure. But, like, I think it's the whole package as well for these guys. Plus, on top of that, we are going to pay you more than every other company. Which is always nice. You you tell me what number you want and we will pay you that. And he's worth it, isn't he? He's worth, I think, from every single brand he's ever signed with, whether it's Nike, whether it's... uh, Bridgestone now with the golf ball. We wouldn't be having this conversation if it wasn't for Tiger. No. Whether it's TaylorMade with the golf clubs, he moves the dial. He is worth every penny, I think, from every every sponsor. Like Monster. Like, would you honestly be a Monster addict if it weren't for Tiger Guy? Possibly not. No, would I? You might have actually paid for his uh, full sponsorship. I bet I have, actually, because that is one thing. If Monster do ever want to advertise the podcast, that would be the most authentic, because you're partial to a kind of Monster, Rick. White, I love white sugar free, a hundred percent. And and you know what? I've started to go into red now as well. Oh, uh, red have sugar you? free. Oh, finally. Yeah. yeah so fan. it's if anyone's if anyone's listening who's who's quite new to the podcast, you might not know, but as Rick said, I'm a massive fan of sugar free Monster. I drink far too much. I'm aware it's not good for you. I don't drink alcohol. I don't smoke. So Monster is my uh, little treat, my tipple. And Rick also enjoys a nice cold can of Monster. Again, it's not sponsored by Monster, but we would love Monster to sponsor the podcast. So if you work for Monster, we would would really love that. But speaking of the podcast, Rick, as you said at the start, today we have got a pretty good show. Maybe not the best ever, definitely not the worst ever, though, so that's good. We have got um, some usual bits in. We've got our uh, weird golf habit coming up. We have also got a nightmare golf shot. We've got listener of the week. Um, We've got a really good email that I think uh, you may read out, Rick. But also, I wanted to start something a little bit different this week. So um, I spoke to you about this before. It's going to be called What's in the Bag. Okay. So okay. What's in the Bag isn't you. partial to a What's in the Bag. Yeah, but it's not your traditional What's in the Bag. It's not the, okay. I've got a tailor-made spider, I've got this, that, the other. This is going to be about things that you have either had or got in your golf bag that are a bit weird, or things that you have seen in playing partners' golf bags that are a bit weird. So this started from about, everyone's done this, but I remember about eight years ago, my brother had moved, I used to live with my mum, obviously, my brother had moved out, and my golf club was just to stay in his bedroom. And they'd been there for like literally months. It must have been over the winter, and obviously you're not really playing much. Went to the golf bag, there was a banana. Everyone's done it. But this banana had been there for that long. It genuinely now, and this isn't a joke, it genuinely had maggots on it. Oh, my God. On the flip side, that's, that's horrible. Yeah, everyone, yeah, it was horrible. I know everyone's done that kind of thing. On the flip side, one of the most exhilarating, exciting, and joyous things ever, ever, ever on the golf course is when you're walking like down, let's say, the 10th fairway, you're a bit peckish, put your hand in your bag. 
and there's a Twix or a Mars bar I bought last week. I forgot to have. Perfect. It's slightly melted and, it, and reformed. It, yeah, so it's a different shape. It's a different it's shape. No longer four finger Kit Kat. It's like a bit of a, a massive a, a big mashup. Exactly. Yeah. Still in date. You only bought it last week. Don't forget. It's still absolutely perfectly fine to eat, but you forgot about it. And for that forty-five seconds of consumption, you're in heaven. So what emails like yeah, that? It's actually it's actually gone up in value. The chocolate 100%. bar goes up in value if you forget about it. You bought it for eighty p. It's now worth one pound sixty on the black market. <laughs> And then the last one, this is one of my own... But to you, it's worth £10. You, wouldn't, well, you can't buy. sell it. You can't sell it. Priceless. It's priceless. <laughs> the last one, this is another one I did that's a really sad and pathetic, so I'm going to read it out. When I was um, a youngster, before, obviously the internet was out, well, I was probably like between 8 and 12, let's say. I was massively into golf equipment, so obviously not a lot's changed. But I used to get my fix from buying the golf magazines. On the day they came out, I'd go and buy the latest golf magazine, I'd look to the equipment section, watch new or whatever. And in, I think it was Golf Monthly, they used to have the, like, the what's in the bags with Tor Pros, and yeah. they'd have the, the Ping G2 driver or whatever it might be, etc. That was all good. But then you saw a little section which was like little bits and coins they had that was a ball mark that the dad gave them 15 years ago and they won the US Amateur or something that really means a lot to them or a lucky pitchfork or something like that. And I never had anything that was like that. I didn't have anything lucky or anything. I just had literally my tees, my balls, my glove. Um, and that this summer or whatever it was, I went on holiday with mum and dad to Italy to Ma- and we went to Mount Vesuvius, the big volcano. Uh, and when we came back down and we were going off, whatever, there was like a stall and they were selling small pieces of volcanic rock, but in the shape of the volcano. So probably about, you can see my finger here, I don't know, about the size of a, I'm trying to think of something. Conker. A conker, exactly. The size golf of a conker. A golf Yeah, p- perfect. Well, I didn't think of that. The size of a golf ball. So I bought one, as you do, probably... Uh, a euro or two, whatever it was at the time. I brought this volcano home and decided it was going to be my uh, lucky volcano for whatever reason. <laughs> so this volcano went in the side of a tightless golf bag at the time. It had a mesh pocket. So it was a see-through pocket. And this volcano went in there and I felt really chuffed with myself. And every time everyone would say, what, what's that in your golf bag? I said, oh, that, that's just my lucky volcano. <laughs> it brought absolutely no luck. It was absolutely meant nothing to me, but I wanted something that was lucky in the golf bag. And that was that. So we want to hear yours. Oh, what? Lucky... I'm going to top a lucky volcano. Um, It is interesting, though, after you say that, because many times I have done what's in the bags on YouTube, as you know, and, and people have asked... Yeah, but what's 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 inside it? Like, what's in the pockets? What's in that pocket? What's in this pocket? Um, going off the story about things that you find in your bag, there's also nothing much better than finding a handful of loose change yeah. when you thought you had no money. So you get to the halfway house and you're like, oh, God, I've not got any cash. And you think, oh, I, I, I'm desperate for a drink or I want a butty or whatever. And you dive your hand into the valuables pocket and you think, I'm sure I've got some change in there. And you pull out a handful of change and suddenly you count it up and you've got like 12 quid <laughs> and you feel like a millionaire because you're walking in there then going, oh, yeah, I'll get these guys. I've got I've got change. Don't worry. Anyone want a beer? They're on me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, that again, talking about stock of money, that's when that stock goes up five times already because you, you, it's like free money. You don't you didn't know you had change in your bag and now you've got this big handful of change. It's the best ever. Um, here's an intro before I come on to what mine is because it's a similar story to you I've got a bit of a lucky kind of um, we'll come on to that do you remember I was growing up and you might um, hopefully you were in this era as well when TaylorMade brought out a golf bag that had double straps because double straps weren't always around for no, all these kids listening you. it was you know is is Izzo do you remember Izzo yeah you used to have to buy a separate strap to go onto your bag that was normally a Correct. one strap bag yeah, yeah. But so it started to cotton on. It became fashionable, and TaylorMade brought out a bag with dual straps. And in the bag used to be a pouch that you would fill with liquid. And it came round like a walk, hiking backpack. Yeah. And it would come. It it would feed a straw pipe, straw all the way over your shoulder, down your strap, and out, so that when you are literally carrying your bag on your shoulder. Out of the corner, you could have pulled out this straw and, and sucked on it, whatever you put in that bag, right? The first few times, I thought it was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, oh, Was this yours? Or... Yeah, yeah, I bought oh, it. Oh, right, yeah. okay. Well, my mum and dad bought it, whatever. It was the best thing I've ever, ever had. Like, unbelievable. Like, envy of all my friends. 
you know, it took a, it took a while for people to cotton on. They thought it was, you know, it's quite futuristic. You know, not everybody got it. Look at Shields though, that backpack again. <laughs> you know, not it was like a, it was like a browny orangey, very tailor made colours at the time when they were like the the, the old logo. Era. Yeah, old logo, burner era era where the first ever height of Rescue Club came out. Um, and I remember having this drink and thinking, literally, the best. This is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, cannot you know those days at the golf club every day. So first off, I started putting water in it. Quite an obvious choice. Mm-hmm. And that got a bit boring after a few you know rounds. So I thought I'd be a little bit more experimental. Started to put juice in it. You know, cordial juice. Again, flat substances, not fizzy. Okay. So then I was getting even more kind of um, ambitious. I decided to put my favourite drink in there, which was Diet Coke. You, so were, a, you, you were a maverick, Rick. <laughs> People have always said that guy. <laughs> so but this is, again, before the internet. You couldn't Google what happens if I put Diet Coke into my drinks pouch that's attached to my tailor-made golf bag. You couldn't do all this. You had to learn, you had to learn the hard way. You had to learn the way that it was meant to learn. So I put this, uh, put this Diet Coke in my bag, filled it up. I, I can't remember quite how big the pouch was, maybe a litre. Made the bag dead heavy, by the way, but either way. So I remember I filled it up and I was dead late for my tea time. So I, ra- I got out of the car, chucked on my bag, or got out of my mum's car, chucked on, the, on my bag, right, mum, off, and legged it down towards the first tea. Now, bearing in mind, in the back of this bag is a fizzy substance, <laughs> right? So I'm legging it down to the tea. I'm thinking, oh my God, my mates are going to be jealous of me today. Look at me with the Diet Coke in my bag. By the time I'd got there, the bag had absolutely fizzed up like crazy. And it had been it started to come out of the straw end and just fizz all over oh the place. My God. All over my clothing, all over my top. If I remember correctly, I had something white on. It looked an absolute state. My bag got ridiculously sticky. It was just a complete and utter write-off. And I think even that I was so annoyed with it that I'd never then cleaned out the bag that was in the back because it had all fizzed out or whatever. And after that, I could never use that bag again because it all became crusted and sticky and horrible. Wow. So if you think you can top Rick's what's in the bag, email us. It's uh, simple. It's just podcast. I didn't even come on to my lucky coin there either. (laughs) It's podcast at rickshields.com and see if you can beat Rick's um, sticky golf bag. (laughs) <laughs> go on tell us the lucky coin then quickly let's hear it um again like you I, I had nothing lucky i felt like i wanted something lucky i went to vegas about this time 12 years ago and was doing pretty well on the roulette tables i had this quarter which was like my lucky quarter i don't know why because I, I, I didn't particularly win loads but i was doing all right anyway i brought it back home put it in my golf bag used it for for maybe two years and then I think it's somewhere still around, but I don't use it anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lucky quarter all the way from Vegas. Um, do you want to read out the cheating email? I do, I do, I do, I do. This is arguably the best email we've had oh, wow. for a long, 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 long time. Right guys allowed me to log into the podcast emails today just so we can read this out (laughs) so he's deleted everything bar just five emails which makes me suspicious about the other emails (laughs) is that the ones that i just no what it was no there was loads of good emails and we replied to we replied to as many as we can and we featured as we can on the show but the inbox was getting full and it was like i wanted to start afresh essentially so we've got several topics now as we said we're gonna have what's in the bag we're going to have uh, your weird habits, your nightmare golf shots, and listener of the week. So that's the main bunch of things we want sending in. But also things like this that are a bit random are also much appreciated. Right. You ready? Ready. Well, this is for the listeners because you've already read it. <laughs> Adam Joyce. The subject is dirty, cheating. Bar stewards. Bar stewards. Bar stewards. <laughs> Well, we can say it. Dirty, cheating, bastard. Sorry about everyone. Sorry, mum. Okay. Hi, Guy and Rick. <laughs> no wonder this got through to your uh, <laughs> approved. First of all, I am a fan. Yeah, okay. I, th- I thought that was weird, but I like that. I think it was because he thought uh, we might be calling us a dirty, cheating bastard. All right, okay. Yeah, first of all, I am a fan. 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's like putting that in stone straight away, second <laughs> line in. Apologize for the subject, but hopefully it grabbed the attention. Well, it did. Well done. Nice, nice to work out, Adam. Maybe don't use it for a job interview. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty cheating bastard but i want the job please i'd love to apply for this job <laughs> now i've got your attention give me the job okay so this is adam i listen to the podcast i watch youtube etc i thought you might like one of the stories i've experienced in my golfing life a few years back playing in a four ball with a known mulligan man oh mm for short as we go on <laughs> Oh, that's nice. So I don't have to keep saying mulligan, man, because it's quite a mouthful, that. Anyway, short par four, drivable. Three of us step up, duck hook, but playable. The MM, <laughs> or mulligan man, blazes it into the trees on the right, up next to the green. 99.9% gone. You're not finding that, like, are you, If it's 99.9% gone, it's just, you're not finding that. No way. I mean, slim chance. You've got zero point one percent chance to find it. Yeah, so you hit a thousand golf as, I mean, balls, you're chance. finding one. Yeah, you've not really got as a chance. a chance. He says, "I'll find that." Of course, he let did. Me, <laughs> let me give let me give Mulligan man a bit of a, a bit of a, a voice. He says, "I'll find that." <laughs> I feel like he's. I don't know where he's where he's from, but so knowing what he's like, we let it go, and just let him carry on. We're all playing our shots up. He is rummaging. <laughs> that's, that's always a dodgy word, isn't it, when someone's looking for a ball? You yeah. don't want someone to be rummaging, do you? No. About in the woods, okay? So Mulligan Man is rummaging about in the woods. As we get closer to the green, he shouts, surprisingly, found it. Of course he did. Nobody went over, but perfect lie. Nobody went, all right, nobody went over, but perfect lie nonetheless of course in brackets and he pitches it out onto the green so so there's some suspicion here from mulligan man so adam is two pals are very very suspicious about mulligan man well what's right? what's suspicious for me so far is not only has he found it when we said it was a 99.9 chance he wouldn't find it he found it in what looks like a good lie and chipped onto the green would he have found it just had to hack it out no mm chips out onto the green so he's only on the green for two Cheating bastard, eh? <laughs> Basically, that's what he's getting to. Uh, where am I up to? 
as we all surrounded the green, all four balls with a chance, and for birdie, I guess, and one of us goes up and removes the flag. Wait, what's this? A ball in the hole. Dun, dun, dun. We queried it, thinking someone had left their ball. However, your man, M.M., <laughs> this is a great story. Is one of these personalities is one of these pers oh sorry, is one of these personalized ball owners with a with his initials stamped on it. With his initials stamped on it. The dirty cheating B had gone and smashed the trees with his T shirt and it kicked back and rolled in the hole. He even has the cheek to this to this day celebrate it. The dirty cheating bee had only gone and smashed the trees with his t-shirt and it kicked back and rolled in the hole. Wow. Cheating bastard. He even has the cheek to this day to celebrate it. Even if this doesn't get airtime, hopefully you appreciate the story. Keep up the good work, Rick. Size 7 Air Max G's. Worth a punt. <laughs> it was worth a punt. <laughs> it was worth a punt. Well done, Adam. Um, like, what do you do there? Well, I'm, I, my, I thought the way when I first started reading it that it was a par 4, but now I'm thinking it was a par 3. And they've no, all I think t- it says a... One Does it say a par 4? Dri- no, drivable par 4. Sorry, drivable par 4. Right, so the first three guys have hit them left. M.M., has hit one that's gone right, and then he's found it. So he's obviously cheated when he said he found it, which we knew. To then find it in the hole and have a hole one hole four would normally be such a momentous occasion, but instead it just proves the cheat. So I don't think he can deserve to celebrate that. Well, what's annoying if I if I if I know the rules correctly, if the ball has gone in the hole like that as a hole in one, that that hole is then complete. So what he does after that, i.e. find his ball and hit a mulligan, doesn't ruin his hole-in-one. Wow. I don't Do you know. Do you know what I mean? I understand what you're saying, but I didn't know that. Unless rule. it's stroke play is the only time, actually. If it was proper stroke play, because he would then be deemed practicing on the golf course, which he's not allowed to do. But then, has he not had a penalty for hitting the wrong golf ball, though? No, because if the ball's in the hole complete, he's completed that hole. Okay. On that first shot. So I think, again, I might be wrong. Let's say you, let's say that was the same format, but you, let's say you didn't cheat. <laughs> let's say you hit your first tee shot and you wasn't sure whether it had you know, gone out of bounds or whatever, right? And you went, I better play a provisional, boys. You hit a shot down there. You've continued to play that. I oh know because you've said provisional. Anyway, I would have had to, I would have to say, like, what do you say? Like, how do you, the only way Mulligan Man can, can, somewhat windle out of it is that if he's found his own golf ball that he's lost in that trees on the right weeks earlier. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And the chance of that is even less than 99.9% chance. We all know Rick, that MM is a cheat. We've known that for years. Now it's been confirmed. It has. I never, I never play with him. Never liked him. No, I've never liked him one bit. Adam, really good story, buddy. And, uh, I like that. Speaking so, of hole-in-ones... You've, you've literally just deleted it straight off. That's yeah. No messed about. Um, have you noticed, or have you seen, Rick, in the uh, Rick Shields Golf Show podcast Facebook group that VIP listener of the show, Ed Brown, who long-time listeners will be well aware of, has had a hole-in-one? I saw that. I saw that. That's amazing news. Well done, Ed. And not only has he gone and had a hole-in-one, he has put it in the Facebook group to be celebrated, which is absolutely brilliant. And I think it had over 800 likes. No Which is, way. is pretty serious. Let's have a look. I've got it up now. No, it's not at 800 likes, Rick. It said 918 likes. What? Yeah. Have people remembered him? Have people quite a lot, remembered who quite, he is? Yeah, quite a lot of people remembered him. Um, So that just proves if you want to show your hole-in-one or something of... Something that you're proud of. Make sure you join the Facebook group on pod, uh, the podcast group on Facebook. Um, just search for Rick Shields Golf Show Podcast. 
We've got 23,000 members now, Rick. That is ridiculous. And you can share ridiculous. your what's in the bags or share your accomplishments. Well, a lot of the time when it gets the most interactions, where people ask questions. So people ask, oh, I'm from the southeast. I want to join a club. Anyone know anywhere that's good or whatever? And, it fe- and a lot of people join in. It's a good place. It's, it's, and as well, it feels like we've got a really... Um, Really good spirit of, of people. There's one thing, though, I don't know if you saw this, that was actually the person got blocked for this. I'm sure no one listens to the podcast would kind of do this thing. But some somebody yesterday shared a really innocent picture of the what's in the bag. And it was some Nike stuff, which obviously is really good. And somebody caught on it just saying trash. And they started, and they started arguing about why the clubs weren't very good. So Ouch. there was just no time for that. So that person, I can't remember the name, but they just got blocked instantly because we just don't want people like that in the group. Yeah, and we do not tolerate that sort of behaviour on the Facebook group, so well admined guy. Um, it's mad as well because <clears throat> the main Facebook group at the moment, or the Facebook page we say, is growing at a ridiculous rate. It feels like golf is is on the rise at the moment. So that's over 400,000 followers now, which is amazing. And also, it'd be wrong to not mention the fact that the YouTube channel is soon... Well, very fast approaching 1 million subscribers. I was going to try and do like a, 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 like a woo noise, but I decided not to. But I'm looking forward to that, Rick. <laughs> you can do if you want. <laughs> woo. <laughs> yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. Um, you know, at the moment, the way that the channel's growing, it's going to be by the end of the week. I reckon it might be Friday or Saturday, um, just in time for the weekend. Massive celebration. I mean... The private jet is already on the runway, warmed up to take you, me, Tim and Harry, the team, straight to Vegas for for what a two week bender. Only I'm I'm well up for that, but only if the Mulligan man can come. <laughs> if he can't, then we we'll call it off. We'll last off time me and him went to Vegas, mate, it was an absolute right off. I'm not even going to stab him on the roulette table. Bloody hell! Well, he's good. He, he knows the system. He cheats the system. Um. No, but seriously, I can't believe it. You know, super proud to be the first golf channel to ever get to a million subscribers. Um, it's been, you know, not an easy an easy journey. It's been seven years of making content. Uh, it's been fun. Like I said, we'll talk a bit more about it next week. So I think next week might be the one million subscriber special podcast. Um, but yeah, keep subscribing. Keep, <laughs> if you've not subscribed. What's mad is how, the start, I still can't believe. Only thirty percent, thirty-seven percent of my audience is subscribed to me on YouTube. That's crazy. And that, I've said this before, but it, it, it needs to be changed to follow, doesn't it? Right, subscribe is is every time you subscribe to something. Typically, like certainly in in the internet world, it's a paid for subscription, isn't it? So I think some people don't quite get it. Um, it needs to be changed to follow. I think then more people would click yep. it. Subscribe carries some weight though, that's the only thing. It does it feels like it it carries a little bit more weight than just a like or a follow. I think follow is probably the one because how many followers have you got on YouTube? Oh a million. How many followers you got on Facebook, how many followers on Instagram, etc. So yeah, I think follow it'd be interesting to see if they ever do go down that route, but we'll we shall see. Um they should do some trials. I wonder if they if they give ten channels the word just follow. See how many if they see improvement of growth or not if they don't see anything true either way it's not a youtube topic no. are you ready for a listener of the week rick we have got it. a good one this week and it comes from isaac peterson um he sent us a lovely email i'm not gonna go through it all it's quite long but i've read it all and it's fantastic he's 15 years old but you ready for this a six handicapper so he, he is Very a nice. baller um, so I just want to thank you so much in three years I've gone from shooting 81 on nine holes from the forward tees to a six handicap and I believe you have helped me a lot with that great content um, and he goes on and on it's a really really good email um, so it's great to see that but also what he has done Rick has, which is again part of the criteria really to be listener of the week he has given the podcast a five star rating on uh, Apple Podcasts and he's put quite a, a simple but yet quite a um a nice review. He's titled it just amazing, the first bit. So he's put amazing, and then he's put, this is the best golf podcast ever. It's so entertaining and always gives me a good laugh. Listen to this. You will not regret it. That's clear. clear. That's clear to the point. He knows what he's on about, 
I like him a lot. Listener, of the and he's week. also he's a subscriber, which is screenshotted. But one thing that I really do like is he's a subscriber of the podcast, but he screenshotted his subscription and then you put it on his Instagram story. Well, Isaac Peterson, you are a worthy VIP. And oh, VIP is a bit strong. <laughs> You're a worthy special listener of the week this week well done isaac really nice to done and guys if you want to be listener of the week next week make sure you email podcast at rickshields.com make sure you put guy and rick i'm I'm all right with that make sure you're following me and liking and subscribing me on every platform make sure you subscribe and uh, leave a review on the podcast and if you want to leave a nice message to why you should be listener of the week you have a one in maybe a thousand chance of being listener of the week next week true very true i like those odds um and then just a bit of a running theme, Rick. We've, I've, I've <laughs> we had the other week I wanted to join the NBA, didn't we? Then I decided um, yeah. that I actually wanted to be an Instagram influencer. Um, is that it? I think that's the only two things I've had. Well, this week I've got a new yeah. one for you, Rick. So, you know, yeah, the, obviously the NBA was a pipe dream. That's never going to happen. Instagram influencer could happen, but it's not really my passion. Um as you know, last yesterday and the week before, I've played golf. So that's the third time this year I've played golf. Um, wow. And after performance yesterday, Rick, I've decided I'm going to join the European Tour. <laughs> wow. Did you not shoot five over I par? I shot six over par off the yellow tees. <laughs> of course, I've never played. But my two iron <laughs> off the tee was something that you would be envious of. It was just an absolute Did you not hit, hit driver once. And I blocked it about 30 yards right and ended up in the trees. I was just like Tiger at Hoyt that year. It was just literally two iron, two iron, two iron. Um, And that's only the third time I've played all year, so it's obviously not a lot. But I'm I'm getting that little bit of a bug back already. If I could sort my driving out, I feel like I could be half decent at, at the game of golf. But I'm not convinced. You can play. To be honest, you can play. Like I say, just that drive is a bit of a, I think the right terminology, a bit of a curveball for you, <laughs> quite literally. <laughs> um, I'm sure you'll get it sorted. And I know a, I know a couple of good pros you can go and see if, for a lesson. Yeah, well, if you give me Matt Fryer's number, I'll drop him a text after this. <laughs> I'm fully booked, I'm afraid, at the moment. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, actually. So just a quick one on that. I want to hear your opinion on this. We've had this discussion before, but it really came to light this last weekend. So, obviously, um, I think I said, I mentioned my friend who started playing. And I played with him yesterday. Um, And he was looking at getting some clubs. Because he's got clubs that are just a random set of Dunlops that have been... I think they're either his or his dad's or whatever. But they're not particularly great, but they're absolutely fine to just get into golf and go to the driving range with. But he quite early on decided he wants to get into it. He wants to play at a decent enough level so that if in three years he gets invited on a stag do or a holiday or something that there's golf involved, he can play, he can maybe play through the summer, possibly join a course in the future, maybe not that far ahead yet. But what anyway. So he said to me, what should I do? I'm going to spend between three and 400 quid maybe. And it's quite hard to, it sounds silly, it's quite hard to know what to do because my first thought was get a half decent package set. But then you think, well, for three or four hundred quid, you can get some decent stuff on like Golf Bidder, for example. So then I showed him some stuff on. I picked up a few things on Golf Bidder, picked out a few things on Golf Bidder to show him, like really good stuff. But then he was like, "Yo, I'm sure it's really good, but I want he wanted something new that was shiny, that was his. Do you know what I mean? Not something that somebody else had owned before." Mm, I get it. And in the end, he then decided to go for. Um, well, it's then he's decided. Well, actually, three or four hundred quid. Although it's a lot of money to spend on golf, it's not enough to get me something that's brand new, driver, irons, you know, that's not a package set. So we decided to go for a set of Mizuno irons a few years old, but brand new, I think from Clubhouse Golf. And then also I picked him out a great deal. He wanted a hybrid because that's what he uses off the tee. He doesn't like drivers yet. I picked him out an M2 hybrid, uh, the twenty, the 17 version I think it was. I think it was like 80 quid or something, so a really good deal. So we've just gone with a set of Mizuno irons he's gone with. I think they were the hot metals from a number of years ago, but brand new, and this hybrid. So he's got a little set now, a really good set to get him going. But it, what I'm trying to get to, probably in a long roundabout way, is it's quite hard to know, to advise people with that kind of amount of money what to do, because there's a lot of routes to go down, but mm. what's the right one? Yeah, and that, and it's interesting that your friend says that he wanted a set of irons that were his 
Like they hadn't yeah. been owned, they hadn't been pre-owned. That he wanted to take the wrapper off. He wanted to experience brand new golf mm-hmm. clubs, and you can for that price. But as you mentioned, there's either going to be you've got to go package set like that package set we got from Costco for like. But even that's five hundred pound, or a really good route as you mentioned is actually go two or three years old, but but brand new. So still new, still in the wrapper, but aren't current lineup. Like you say, an old M2, whatever. Um, trying to think which route would... For me, I think one of the things that you've got to appreciate at that time, if you're spending £300 on a set of golf clubs and they're going to get you going and get you playing golf, the reality, you're probably going to have them for a year, two years, if you're playing quite a lot of golf. And actually, if you were to buy them secondhand or you were to do what your friend's done and buy them a couple of years old, you're probably not going to lose a lot of money on them. Yeah. Like, if you go to resell them again, if you if you offered, if you if I said to you, Guy, I've got a set of clubs for your friend that's in the garage, £300, that could be a full set of clubs, but I might have only spent £300 on them. Does that make sense? Like, 300 it's not going to go much yeah, cheaper. Yeah, I think it's because pound. if you've got a set of any brand, Ping, Callaway, Mizuno, TaylorMade, and it's like four to pitch and wedge, they're always going to be worth 200 quid, aren't they? They're never going to get less than 200 yeah. quid, and they could easily be 300 no. quid. So I know what you mean. Like, to get down to 100 pound, they've got to be pretty battered, yeah. in really bad condition, to really drop below 150 pound. Like, if I said to you, I've got a set of irons for, for, my, for your mates, 150 quid, you'd go, oh, great, you'll probably have them. And you probably wouldn't even ask what they are, what you know, because they're not going to go any cheaper than that. Like if if I said to you, I've got a set of clubs that are fifty pound for a set of irons, you go a uh, bit cheap then. Like you wouldn't even know what they were. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, it's a tough one. The, the way I was initially going to push him to, well, not push him, but recommend him was I was looking at I was that the, the um, Callaway package set from Costco. I thought that was a decent way because he's got. Everything brand new. It's Callaway. It's a proper brand. The putter is fantastic. The bag's great. Oh, it didn't come with the bag, but the bag was a bit cheaper on top. Well, yeah, it's about 70 yeah. The bag was quid. obviously great. Irons were perfect for now. The driver wasn't as good as, let's say, a, a proper Callaway. And by a proper Callaway, I mean a Callaway you'd see in the retail stores. But to start off with, it would have been a great um, set. But actually, they've sold out, I think, everywhere, or certainly online. So you can't get those anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, everyone. <laughs> um no, it is a it is a tricky one. It really is. But, I, I think. But the other on. thing I was gonna say then, I, I see sometimes there's a bit of a. I feel like there's almost a culture where people almost get a bad rap for buying new stuff sometimes because that just showed to me then my friends that he wanted to buy brand new stuff, which is fine. But every time somebody puts like a new club online or whatever, people always say, and I get it. Oh, it's going to be no better than your old one or last year's, but sometimes it's just nice to get something shiny and new isn't it like i've got the AP, i've got oh, the 100%. t100s in the bag now the irons and they're literally i love them but they're no better than my old nikes i've not seen any performance benefit whatsoever than the nikes but i've got no. shiny irons uh, the thing is in a weird way sometimes though if you if even if you were to buy old it weirdly as much as it doesn't make a difference you'd always be a question mark over is the new gear better than what True. i've already got you know, you just have so sometimes actually just buying brand new if you can and you want to, that's fine. It takes out that question. It takes out the question of is this is the better equipment out there for me now from from this brand or this company? Because if you know they're the latest ones, they're going to be the best ones you can possibly buy right now. Very wise words, Rick. Have we got a nightmare story? I see on the email? we have. Um, now <laughs> I feel like I always. Is. It's arguably not the best we've ever had, um, but it's decent enough. So let I'll run through this. Um, we've they've all been like a six out of ten. They have. I, I feel bad because this one it's quite long winded. Well, it's not long winded. It's quite long in length. So someone's obviously put a lot of effort into making it. It's from Jeffrey Henderson. Um, so he said this happened a few years ago. Now I was invited to play a three day tournament with my father in law. I played in normal comps before, but this was my first ever like multi-day tournament, so I was pretty excited and nervous to play. It was the first day of the tournament, and I was going around the track. I was going around the track pretty well, and I was looking like I was going to shoot three under my handicap. I was off sixteen at the time, so it was obviously a, a good round. So I'm on the 18th tee box. It's 525 yard par five. There's uphill all the way and dog legs to the left. I give him a three with a good swing. Um, but because of this hole is so uphill, I've still got 280 left. 
Use him a three wood again. I absolutely smash it, and I've now got 50 yards left of the green. So is it three wood, three wood, 50 yards in. I'm feeling pretty good as I walk up to a ball, but this is where my nerves start getting to the better of me. I was one of the last groups to tee off for the day, and it's become somewhat of a tradition at this tournament to gather around the 18th green and take bets on up and downs, number of putts, etc., um, and how people are going to finish the round. There's always, uh, sorry, there's about 40 people around the green and the beer's flowing, there's music playing and it's a good time. Keeping in mind that this is where the nerves have kicked in, I step up to my ball, absolutely tighten up, feel like the Tin Man and I absolutely skull it, sending it over the green directly into this crowd of 40 people. (laughs) Everyone is laughing and thinks it's hilarious as I trudge through the crowd and find my ball. It's all downhill back to the green and I'm worried about rolling it off the green um, and it's a three-tiered slope. I managed to give my ball a little flip and land it on the top tier, but the pin is in the middle tier, so now we have a slippery downhill putt. Nerves and embarrassment fully engaged, I step up to make my putt with hands like bricks and send it down to the hole. I miss the hole by about 30 centimetres, and it rolls all the way down the front of the green to the lower tier. More nerves, three more putts, and a ton of embarrassment later. And my father-in-law oh had my tears God. in his eyes. He was laughing so hard. But the beer he bought me tasted good. Glad to say that nobody that was taking bets on the uh, patio won anything because obviously no one would have betted for the meter 50 yards thin it through the green, followed by a, sorry, a 50 yard chip, followed by a four putt. And that was from Jeff. So <laughs> it wasn't necessarily the best ever nightmare shot, but what I liked about that one was it was quite real. Like everybody... I feel like it's super exactly. Everyone has been on the 18th hole in the summer when there's quite a few people having a drink around the green, and typically those people they're not that they're watching you just for entertainment because they're sat there having a drink, but they're not that bothered what you do. But yet you always feel nervous, just naturally, don't you? It's like the. Would you rather? So there's a group of you and a hundred mates, right? I don't have a hundred mates. I've got three, (laughs) (laughs) and you're kind of one of them. Uh, kind of, thanks. Um, oh, I can't think that. Well, go on, I was joking, well, yeah. 100 mates, obviously. Well, just, 100 just people, yeah. in theory. Just say, it, yeah, loads of people went and played golf. Would you, you have two options. Would you rather be the first person to tee off in front of everybody? Mm-hmm. But there, And also, you're going to have a big long day on the balcony after. I know you're not a massive drinker, but you're going to sit on the balcony and watch the golf come in for the rest of the afternoon, yeah. right? Would you rather go out first, everyone stood around mm-hmm. the tee, and you've got to hit a tee shot with 100 people watching, or would you rather go out last with all of those 100 people already in the clubhouse, tanked up, ready to okay. uh, abuse you coming I've down the I've got two tees? questions for you that I'm going to give you an answer. What club am I hitting on the first hole? It's a par okay, five. It's a driver, probably. And then what shot am I hitting into the 18th? It's like a, it's one of those awkward drivable par fours where you could actually be a bit of a hero and go for it, but the sensible players hit like a four iron off the tee, and then you've got like a fifty yard pitch over oh, water. Crikey. I was about to say hundred percent that the water <laughs> threw me though. You know what? Oh. You know what I'm gonna do? Because you could go I'm... for it, and you could go for it on the 18th and walk up there like Billy Big Balls and say, "Hey, get me a pint, lads. I've got this put for eagle." Or you could lay up because you've got a decent score going and try and flick in a little 50-degree wedge and slam it in the water and thin it through the You know what I'm doing? This is uh, I'm going to weasel my way out of this one. I'm going to go on the first tee, but I'm going to hit a two-iron. I'm going to hope and pray I just catch some little thinny, scabby two-irons. It kind of motors a bit, but it's not a good shot, not a bad shot, just a... That's what I'm going with. I can't hit driver off the first tee because it's going to snap hook it out of bounds. I can't risk that water (laughs) in the 50-yard chip. I know what you're doing all day long. 100%. 100%. And I'm not that I don't like first tees. I, I'm I'm not a big first team player, first tee player. But I, if it was just one shot and I just had to stand there and smash driver and it didn't ma- massively matter. I mean, the only other caveat is if it was a really tough opening tee shot, like water, a bit like Formby Hall is a horrible tee shot. Yes, it is. Um, if it's like out of bounds down the right, water down the left, and literally you have, you, you have to stand up there and hit a proper tee shot like that's the only other time yeah i think i'd I'd probably go first tee like say if it was a really tough opening shot but i'd still have to stand there and like probably i'd chicken out a bit like what you didn't stand there and hit a two iron 
um, I wouldn't want to be coming down the last last hole, fifty yards over water with a hundred fellas behind the green all Absolutely tanked up. Absolutely no way. Um, so we have got a couple other bits there, Rick, but I think this has been a good show. I think we should maybe leave them until next I'm week. Happy with that. But one thing I would like to hear is hopefully this time next week we will have hit the million subscribers. So it'd be nice to hear how people found the channel when they first started watching it. Any videos that. With a, what, what was the video they first watched? Because that's something that always excites me. People say like, oh, I found Rick's channel or whatever. I watched one of the videos. What was the first video you ever searched for or stumbled across? So if you've got a video in mind that you think that was the one I first ever watched of Rick, let us know. Email us. It's uh, podcast at rickshields.com. And let us know. And we'll read out loads next week. Let's go mad. Yeah, hopefully we're having a one million special next week. Yes. Monsters for everybody. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed it. We shall see you all soon next week. Have a good one. Lots of great videos coming your way. Some really good solid coaching ones to help you play better golf. We shall see you all soon. Thanks, Cheers. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.